الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على النبي الأمي برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم Respected lovers of Sahaba radiallahu anhum The Sahabi we are about to learn about is one of the products of the efforts of Mus'ab bin Umair radiallahu ta'ala anhu in Medina Munawwara He was one of the famous poets of his time to such an extent that even when he came with Mus'ab radiallahu anhu to meet Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam during the bay'ah and the meeting at Aqaba with the other Sahaba radiallahu anhum when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was when this Sahabi was being introduced to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by his name, name being Ka'ab Allah's Nabi said oh the famous poem, poet so he says I was happy that Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam knew me by my name meaning he was a poet of reputable status at that time and poetry was actually the media of that time so this sahabi was none other than Ka'ab bin Malik Ka'ab bin Malik bin Abi Ka'ab who is Amr ibn Al-Qayn ibn Sawad ibn Ghanm ibn Ka'ab ibn Salimat ibn Sa'ad ibn Ali Al-Ansari Al-Khazraji radiyallahu ta'ala anhu from the initial stages of Islam in Medina Munawwara he remained firm on Allah's deen and he was with his brothers from the Ansar defending the deen of Allah Ta'ala. It was during the bay'ah of Aqaba where he came to meet Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and from there and then he participated in Allah's deen and he utilized all his resources all his resources in defending Allah Ta'ala's deen. At that time his prolific poetry he would use to render and defend the deen of Allah Ta'ala. And there's so many poems of his that was famous. And poetry was actually an art, even today. But at that time, it was something revered and followed by one and all. The famous, famous poets of Rasulullah Sallallahu at that time were Ka'ab bin Malik, he became part and parcel of them, and Hassan bin Thabit, and Abdullah bin Rawaha, and these were from the Ansar radiallahu ta'ala anhum. One famous poem at that time of Ka'ab radiallahu anhu in the initial stages, he renders, Ala ayyuha the sa'ili an ashirati, halumma ila ahlil makarimi wal fakhri, anabnu bubari zihi amri ibn amiri, namuttu ila kahtana fi sali fi dahri, nasarna rasulallahi ithalla waspana, bibidil yamani il muthakafati sumri. Where he speaks of how, who's he from, his family, and then he says that we are there to make nusrat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And Allah's Nabi came to stay amongst us. Because after the bay'ah of Aqaba, with a Sahaba who was 70, met Rasulullah sallallahu under the supervision of Mus'ab radiallahu anhu, and then he requested Rasulullah sallallahu to come to Medina, and that we will welcome you, O Nabi of Allah. And Allah instructed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa now it's time to leave Makkah and go to Medina Munawwara. Then the famous event of Hijrah took place. Anyway, in the Medinan period, as they arrived in Medina Munawwara, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa formulated this pact of brotherhood between 
Sahaba radiyallahu anhum. Allah give us tawfiq. It's Ramadan. Let's have love for our brothers. Allah bless this in our country. We have people. We are a diverse community of people from every country of the world. Let's love our brothers for Allah's sake. When we meet our brothers, no matter what his nationality, what his color, what his creed, what his trade, what his faculty, greet him with salam, with a smile, with the, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. See the great sunnah. Rasulullah Sallallahu created brotherhood between Ka'ab radiallahu anhu from the Ansar and Talha bin Ubaidillah radiallahu anhu from the Muhajireen. Anyway, from the initial stages, Ka'ab radiallahu participated in all the expeditions besides Badr. He speaks of this. He says, Badr, no one was reprimanded for being absent in Badr, but it was not of my fortune to be part, part and parcel of that. He says, but I do appreciate Allah for tawfiq that he afforded me the opportunity to be part and parcel of Aqaba. He says, Aqaba was also important, like Badr is important. Not there physically in Badr, but his commentary on Badr is famous where he renders it in poetry. تيمي غادرت في الوغى وما منهم إلا بالعرش كافر فأمسوا وقود النار في مستقرها وكل كفور في جهنم صائر وهي comments on Badr he comments on Uhud just to share something important you know it's important for us to understand as much as possible and aspire to learn more and more of the Quran Kareem the Kalam of Allah Azza wa Jal if we want to Listen to the commentary of Quran on the Battle of Badr. We have to study Surah Al-Anfal. We want to listen to the commentary of Quran in regards the Battle of Uhud. We study Surah Al-Imran. Al-Imran. And then like that, certain chapters of the Quran discuss certain events and expeditions in the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu and Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Like the detail of the Battle of Tabuk. And the temperaments of people at that time is detailed in the Surah Tawbah. As to Uhud, there is poetry recorded by historians from Ka'b radiallahu But in Badr, he presented poetry. He wasn't physically a participant. But in Uhud, he was part and parcel. And there's some speciality of him in Uhud. Because in Uhud, as the Muslims were in the battlefield, and the Muslims were then in victory but there was a mistake that happened by the archers who had left their position that was designated to them by Rasulullah because of a misunderstanding and Allah give us tawfiq we learn the importance of following and abiding by Rasulullah's instructions anyway then the non-muslims at that time found that flank unguarded and they attacked the Muslims from the rear and then there was really mayhem and turmoil. Muslims were surrounded, Rasulullah's life was endangered and then there was rumors that Rasulullah passed away and Muslims were shocked. Anyway, afterwards, 
Sahaba realized Rasulullah sallallahu is fine, but he was silent. And the first one to recognize Rasulullah sallallahu was none other than our hero in this incident is Kaab radiallahu anhu. Kaab radiallahu anhu says that لَمَّنْ كَشَفَ النَّاسُ يَوْمَ أُحُدُ كُنْتُ أَوَّلَ مَنْ عَرَفَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ I was the first to recognize Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم. And then I informed the believers that he is well. Sawiyan and he's fine. And then Allah's Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم indicated to him to not inform anyone. Just keep it silent. So it was Ka'ab radiallahu anhu who recognized Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم first. And among the first to recognize him to be okay and well and preserved were Ka'ab radiallahu anhu, Zubair ibn al-Awwam radiallahu anhu, as reported by Ibn Shihab al-Zuhri rahimahullah, Zubair ibn al-Awwam radiallahu anhu, Talha bin Ubaidillah radiallahu anhu, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas radiallahu anhu, Abu Dujana radiallahu anhu, Sahal bin Hunayf radiallahu ta'ala anhum. These sahaba recognized Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they rushed to preserve and protect Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. After the battle of Uhud, Ka'ab who commented on this battle with his poetry of course and then he also rendered poetry called Risa and this is poetry in regards to mourning someone's death feeling sad over the demise of someone and especially Hamza that caused so much of grief to Rasulullah his demise caused pain to the heart of Rasulullah and Ka'ab renders in 16 verses of poetry this sad scene where Hamza passed away. Among the words he says, Bakat Aini wahukalaha buka, Uma yugnil buka, Uwalal awilu, Allah asadillahi, Allah asadil ilahi gada taqalu, Ahamza to the Kumur Rajulul Kotilu. He says, My eyes weep, and why shouldn't it? Even though crying cannot bring, bring back the deceased, but it grieves over the Lion of Allah when they all said, that is that Hamza? Is that Hamza who was killed like that? This was among the words of Ka'ab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. One of the famous expeditions that took place in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu and the Sahabi Ka'ab radiallahu anhu is also greatly responsible for narrating these reports is the Battle of Tabuk. It's one of the last expeditions during the life of Rasulullah during his life in this transitory world before he departed from this transitory world was that of Tabuk. And as I mentioned earlier, the details of this is in Surah Al-Tawbah. And it's quite an amazing chapter of the Qur'an Kareem that was revealed in the latter portion of Rasulullah's worldly life. And I encourage one and all to read the translation of these chapters and this chapter. It discusses a lot of the habits of the munafiqeen, certain kinds of hypocritical qualities that Allah Ta'ala dislikes. Anyway, at this time, Rasulullah instructed Sahaba to prepare for this expedition. And what prompted this was the fact that Rasulullah received news from traders who came from the Roman Empire, areas under the Roman colony, under, who were colonized by the Romans in Sham and so forth. These traders informed Rasulullah of the plans of Hiraqal. And they had been planning to invade Medina Manuwara. And there were symptoms of that in Medina as well, where they were 
communicating with certain people inside Medina who are munafiqeen, hypocrites, who are building for them a quarters, a center, from which they would be able to attack Islam and Rasulullah wasallam. In that, they had prepared the army of 40,000 strong and departed from their region to go and invade Medina Munawwara. As soon as Rasulullah sallallahu got this news, he gathered Sahaba anhum and encouraged them to spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala. There is quite interesting incidents that happened at that time. Sahaba anhum were ready to give in the path of Allah, present in Allah Ta'ala's path, contributing. As we know, Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu gave every last valuable, every last penny in the path of Allah Ta'ala, everything he gave in Allah Ta'ala's way. Everything he owned. When Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked him, what did you leave behind for your family? He said, I left Allah and his Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for them. What yaqeen and conviction. Then, Umar Radiyallahu brought half of everything he owned. Uthman Radiyallahu contributed so much. Everyone tried their best to contribute. This was during this battle of Tabuk. There was one youngster in the masjid whose name was Umair ibn Sa'ad who was so affected by the environment of giving for Allah. Allah give us tawfiq to aspire to give for Allah's sake. He goes home and speaks to someone close to him. A man married to his mother, meaning his stepfather. Air was affected by this environment and he goes home to encourage his stepfather, Julas, that why don't you also be part and parcel? And he encouraged him that this Sahabi who did this, this Sahabi did that. Even the Sahabi who was crippled, he also presented what he could. That Sahabi who didn't own much, whatever little he could contribute, he presented for Allah's sake. Why don't we also do the same? In that, this individual, Julas, made an utterance that took him out of Islam at that moment. We learn from here. How careful we have to be in regards our utterances. Even in Ramadan, think before we speak. Ponder, analyze, and then we should say, and then we should speak. Otherwise, what we say can never be pulled back. Anyway, he said that don't tell me this about Nabi Sallallahu because it's all not true, whatever he is saying. Naudu Billah. This youngster was in a predicament. He goes to inform Rasulullah Sallallahu was upset by the statement of Julas. And he summons Julas and questioned him. Is this your utterance? Julas negated and denied. In that there was confusion now. Who is correct? Who is speaking the truth? The young boy or his stepfather? And now there were some thoughts amongst the others that this boy is such a good little boy. He's in the masjid all the time. He couldn't be lying. Others would felt that why is he being so ungrateful to Julas who's so good to him? In that the verses of Quran were revealed in the chapter of Tawbah, wherein Allah says, I recite after Audu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajim Bismillah Rahman Rahim. Yahlifuna Billahi Ma Kalu Wala Kadakalu Kalimatal Kufr Wakafaru Bada Islamihim Wahammu Bimalam Yanalu Ilahilayat. That they take oath in Allah's name that they didn't make such utterances. But they had uttered the statements of Kufr after their Iman. So Allah Ta'ala save us. And in that, Rasulullah applauded this boy for his loyalty towards Allah's deen and congratulated him that these verses of Quran were revealed in his defense. And Allah's Nabi turned to Julas, who sincerely repented. 
And as a sign of his, what's a sign of his repentance was, he was very good to Umair after that. And always would appreciate that it was through you that I left Nifaq and became a sincere person. And from then we respect Julas as well. So we will say Julas radiallahu anhu, because he became a very great Sahabi after that. Because of his loyalty and sincerity. In that Rasulullah encouraged everyone to part him to participate. There were certain people who were from the Munafiqeen who were not ready to come out and they were complaining because it was a time that the weather was very, very hot, scorching and the fruit of Medina were ripe. So it is an opportune moment. The woman there, Allah says, Allah fil fitnati saqatu. This is fitna that they have fallen into already that they're just making excuses and they don't want to go for Allah Ta'ala's sake and for Allah Ta'ala's deen. Anyway, everyone was instructed to depart in the way of Allah Ta'ala. Kaab reports. He says, I never missed an expedition except Badr. I was there for Aqaba. He says, Aqaba was as valuable as Badr, but it's just that Badr is very, very famous. So he's presenting the importance of Aqaba there. He says, but I also lost out on the opportunity of Tabuk. He says, the reason was nothing but the fact that I was doing so well at that time. I had actually had two conveyances. At the time of Tabuk, I was doing very, very well. Generally, Rasulullah would go towards a certain direction, but he wouldn't expose his destination to anyone. Because there would be munafiqeen around who were ready and eavesdropping and spreading false rumors. So if Nabi Sallallahu in this in this task was going towards a certain direction, he would ask about the conditions of another direction. Except on this occasion, Tabuk, because the journey was so far and the conditions were too, so tough so that we could prepare properly. Ka'ab radiallahu says we were so many even the diwan could not accumulate our names. Meaning generally, what this means is, our names would be documented as we come out in the path of Allah Ta'ala. So we learn from here. It's also part of the practice and the sunnah to write down the names. But on this occasion, they could not write down the names because there were too many. What was their number? 30,000. Anyway, Ka'ab says, my plan was I will catch up with them because I'm doing so well, my conveyances are fast, they're traveling with such a big army and they will have to stop at certain points and I would be able to cover up much more of the distance in a shorter span of time. Now there's beautiful events that took place on the journey en route as Nabi Wasallam was going. It's reported in Sahih Muslim. He stops at a certain farm. And he speaks to the lady in charge there saying to her that I want to purchase all the dates. Now just imagine you traveling and you would buy something from the store for your family, for your children. You know, a couple of this, couple of that. Allah's Nabi Wasallam is arranging for all the Sahaba. So he says, I'm buying all these dates. But uh, I know you want to, you know, evaluate them. Because Islamically you have to know how much, how many kilos, how much you are purchasing. So... The amount is this, but anyway, you can, you know, pluck it and accumulate it and then weigh it and measure it and give me my price. But I'm already telling you this is the amount. And subhanallah, when she had removed everything and so forth and so forth, by the time the Muslims came back, 
it was exactly the amount Rasulullah sallallahu told her. So what was on the trees of her farm, exactly as estimated by Rasulullah, uttered by Rasulullah sallallahu it was exactly that amount. This is the Nabi of Allah sallallahu So beautiful incidents like this took place, where they get there. You know, they get to a certain point. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu would say to Sahaba anhum, continue traveling in groups, don't go alone. And those who would disobey, there was an occasion where Nabi Sallallahu warned them of a cyclone, you know, and said, don't go alone. They get there, and the wind blows those who went alone, and it blew two of them far off, you know, like that. And there was one occasion where there was no water. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu miraculously with the help of Allah Ta'ala arranged for them water as they were traveling Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave dawat and this was always now he sent Dihya Kalbi Radiallahu Anhu to Rome to meet Hiraqal to invite him to Allah Ta'ala again and he sent a letter to Hiraqal again and this time Hiraqal took effect as he was affected the first time but he says to the Sahabi that how do I accept? Are people going to listen to me? I want to accept. But he sent a message with the hair that tells Rasulullah that I'm accepting. This beautiful report that happened at that time where he says to Dihya that okay, people respect the senior priest, someone like the Pope, more than me. Go to him. So the Sahabi goes with the letter of Rasulullah to the senior priest, the Pope at that time. He sees Allah's Nabi's letter. He says, this is the truth. I am accepting this. Dughatir was his name. He accepted. Now there's reports to explain that he didn't come out that first Sunday to explain to the people. Then afterwards, a week or two later, he comes out to present to them the message and he speaks the truth to them. He says that the final Nabi of Allah, whom I warned you of, I informed you of, has come. This is him. And they all rallied around him. He was dressed in Sunnah Libas in white, not like the normal black and so forth. And they all killed him. Anyway, Dihya returns to Hiraqal and he informs him of what had happened. Hiraqal says, now see, you want me to portray to them and if they kill him, what they'll do to me? Anyway, there's few reports of what happened there, but this shows Allah's Nabi's importance that give the message of deen to every person. And also, Dihya returns to, to Rasulullah who was based at Tabuk at that time. Nabi was camped there for quite a few days and he was sending Sahaba out to message to spread the message of Allah Ta'ala's deen. Allah give us tawfiq wherever we travel in the world. Spread the word of Allah. Spread the kalam of Allah. Spread the deen of Allah Ta'ala. This is a great responsibility that we as Muslims have on our shoulders. Among the interesting incidents of Tabuk is a report by Sa'id bin Abi Rashid Rahimahullah who says, I met a man at Tanukhi. This Tanukhi is an elderly person from this Tanukh tribe. He was the envoy of Hiraqal to Rasulullah sallallahu So Sa'id rahimahullah said, I met him when he was a very old man. So I come to him as a student. I said to him, please inform me of Hiraqal's letter to Rasulullah sallallahu and Rasulullah's letter to Hiraqal. He said, indeed, surely. He says, Rasulullah sallallahu comes to Tabuk and he sent Dihya al-Kalbi radiallahu to Hiraqal. When Rasulullah's letter arrived to Hiraqal, Hiraqal called all his bishops, his priests and the seniors of their religion.
and they closed their hall and he spoke to them. He said to them, to this man, Muhammad invites me to his way that I should follow Islam, I should embrace Islam or else I should pay the jizya, the taxes or it's an ultimatum of war. And Hiraqal then speaks to them to say that you know that the description of my lands being taken away is documented in our books and this is the man. All of them refuted the statement of Hiraqal and they started screaming at him. That you want us to leave our way, leave Christianity and follow this Bedouin from the desert? And then Hiraqal realized that these would come out from his court, you know, destroying the mindset of the others as well against their king. So he then made some excuse to say, no, I was just testing your, your firmness on your faith. But then he realized that they're not prepared to embrace or change. So he ended off the meeting. Then he asked one of the Arab governors of one of the Arab regions, there were Christian Arabs living in certain regions under Hiraqal's rule. He called one of them that please give me an envoy who is good in the Arabic language and who is attentive. So this man, Tanukhi, says, I was then called. And Hiraqal handed over a letter to me. He says, go to Muhammad and remember be alert, watch everything, hear what he has to say, and come back and dictate it to me. Repeat to me exactly as you went. And take note, when you are in his company, will he mention his letter? And take note, does he mention the night? And also see anything doubtful and so forth and so forth. And also, try and uh, see what's on his back and come back to describe it to me. He says, I travel to Tabuk, I come there where Muhammad was sitting with the Sahaba near one pond and I asked them who is the leader. So they showed me this is Muhammad I approached him, I presented the letter to him, he put it on his lap and he first spoke to me, Mimman Ant, where are you from, who are you? So I said, I am from the Tanukh tribe, a Yemeni tribe. Then he says to me, don't you want to follow the truth? That deen, that way of life, wherein you have a direct relationship with Allah, where you turn away from all falsehood and turn your direction completely, totally to Allah. And that is the way of your forefather Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam. So he invited me to Allah. So I said to him, I'm an envoy of a people. I've come with a certain task. I cannot change until I return to them. In that Allah's Nabi recited the verse of the Quran. Where Allah says, Oh Muhammad, you can't just guide who you love to guide. Allah is the one that guides who He wants to give Hidayat to. And Allah knows those who are worthy of Hidayat. In that, Allah's Nabi said, O oh my brother from the Tanukh tribe, Ya Akha Tanukh. So we see the respect a newcomer is given in the company of Rasulullah and the respect that is shown to an envoy, an emissary. One lesson we learn, when people come into our company, let's show them Allah's deen. Let's show them Iman. Let's show them deen. It's Ramadan. Some of our non-Muslim friends, invite them for some iftar. Invite them to the masjid 
to view the, be the beautiful environment, the deen, the amal. It's something really, it's beautiful and Ramadan is an opportunity. An opportunity to share Allah Ta'ala's deen. Just the other day, a friend of mine was coming from, you know, visiting the prisons and he's passing this area, Madadani, and he noticed how the Christians are working in the areas with people, convincing them, calling them to Christianity. It wasn't a few years ago, I remember meeting these brothers or these people going house to house, Christians inviting people. So I stopped, met them, I invited them. I invited them home, I made the ikram, invited them to Islam, spoke to them about our belief on Isa alayhi salam. It was the time of salah, they came with me to the masjid. Then it was Ramadan, I invited them on the occasion of the khatam of the Quran. So take these opportunities to bring them into the environment and Allah will give them hidayah. Then we have to make dua for them. Anyway, in this, Allah's Nabi then gave me reports of certain kings he sent letters to. And when they disrespected his letters, what was the outcome? And then he said, but your king showed respect to my letter. And that will be strength for his kingdom as long as he lives. As long as it's good to live in life, meaning as long as he respects and holds on to Rasulullah's letter, there's good in it. So this man, this emissary, is saying to himself that I then realized that this is the first point I was to, supposed to notify, that he mentioned the letter. I just noted it with my, on my cover, I wrote it down onto a piece of skin. And then he handed over the letter to a man on his left. So I asked, who's this man? reading the letter to the messenger so they told me his name is Muawiyah and in that Nabi spoke further and further and in that he mentioned the night and so forth so anyway I wrote, jotted that down as well because I was told to just take note of that and then Allah's Nabi said to me after he read the letter that you know you are a guest you are a traveler you are an emissary and if I had something of value as a gift, I would have given it to you. But it's just that we're also on journey and we are travelers. Anyway, one Sahabi who was sitting not far from there said, O Nabi of Allah, if you permit me, I would like to give him a gift on your behalf. He goes and he brings from his bag something. It was like a kind of shawl with some decoration. Anyway, he put it onto my lap. So I asked afterwards, who was the one who gave me that beautiful garment, you know, hullah. So I was told, informed that that is Uthman radiallahu And then Allah's Nabi Sallallahu asked Sahaba, who would entertain this guest? So the report says, one youngster from the Ansar, he said, I am ready on Nabi of Allah. So some of the Ansar got up with him and he went along, you know, to, 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 to reside with them under their care. And in that, as I was leaving, Rasulullah called me. So I returned to him. So he said to me that, look, he removed his kurta and he said, look what you, you know, see what you want to see on my back. So he opened his back and I saw the seal of prophethood on his back. Meaning, he didn't, how he knew that Hiraqal sent this emissary to see that, but Allah Ta'ala informed him. So this was one of the interesting incidents that took place on, uh, you know, at, at the book itself. There's beautiful hadith and incidents, other incidents also that happened there, like they passed the lands of 
Samud and the lands of destroyed nations. And Nabi Sallallahu cried and said to Sahaba, pass here quickly, don't utilize the water from anywhere. And there's amazing advisors. Rasulullah so gave Sahaba their beautiful khutbas that's documented in Hayat al-Sahaba. It's quite interesting. Anyway, in this, what happens to Ka'ab Now, Ka'ab is going through a lot of trouble because he is worried. Because as he is planning to depart, and he just started delaying, and then he realized it's too late. And the hadith says, Ka'ab says, that at the book itself, Allah's Nabi asked, where is Ka'ab bin Malik? So Al Ansari answered, Oh Nabi of Allah, you know, now he got too much of wealth and Habasahu Burdahu, you know, his clothing now and his surroundings, meaning he's doing well in his business and that's keeping him back. Anyway, we learn a lesson. Allah give us tawfiq. This was not the condition of Kaab, but we learn a lesson from there. If Allah gives us, when Allah enhances us in wealth or in any aspect, we should turn to Allah more. Anyway, Mu'adh bin Jabal who defended Ka'ab in his absence saying that no, O Nabi of Allah, we know Ka'ab to be a good man. Ka'ab says, but Allah's Nabi remained silent. Anyway, now Nabi is returning and I am worried because every person I see in Medina are only the hypocrites. There's no man of substance. There were hypocrites only in Medina Munawwara. The one person who was in Medina Munawwara was Ali anhu, who was appointed by Rasulullah to do some work for him in Medina Munawwara. And he didn't want to stay. It was on the insistence of Rasulullah that's why he re- remained. Besides that, there were only munafiqeen. And in that, I was so worried. Allah's Nabi is returning. What am I going to tell him? And I'm thinking to myself, I have the gift of the gab. My tongue is so, I'm so sh- sharp with my tongue. I can come out of the situation easily. I can just tell him a couple of things. But then I realized that's not going to help me in the court of Allah Ta'ala. I have to be sincere. I have to speak the truth. Allah's Nabi Wasallam finally returned after this journey of 50 days. 20 days going, 20 days coming, that's how far, that was the distance and the remainder of the period in the lands of Tabuk, spreading Allah Ta'ala's deen, striving in Allah's way. Allah gave me to speak the truth. Luckily, I didn't speak a lie. Then I would have been destroyed like the munafiqeen were destroyed. Because Allah Ta'ala speaks about the munafiqeen. Allah Ta'ala says, under the same topic, those who were munafiqeen and hypocrites. Allah says, سَيَحْلِفُونَ بِاللَّهِ لَكُمْ إِذَنْ قَلَبَتُمْ إِلَيْهِمْ لِتُعْرِضُوا عَنْهُمْ فَأَعْرِضُوا عَنْهُمْ إِنَّهُمْ رِجِسْ وَمَأْوَاهُمْ جَهَنَّمْ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ They will take oaths by you, O Nabi of Allah, when you return to Medina, because they want you just to brush them off and let them off the hook. They are not sincere. فَأَعْرِضُوا عَنْهُمْ Leave them. Just turn away from them. Because they are not worth it at all. They are but filth in the homerages. Allah save us. Those who just make excuses to stay behind and not to sacrifice and not to do for Allah's deen. Allah doesn't need us, my respected listeners. Those who will use every excuse to turn away from Allah's deen and every excuse not to sacrifice for Allah's sake. Allah save us from imitating the munafiqeen. Innahum rijis. They are but filth. Wa ma'wahum jahannam. The abode is hellfire. 
as a requital for their actions. يَحْلِفُونَ لَكُمْ لِتَرْضَوْ عَنْهُمْ They are just taking oaths in Allah's name so that you become satisfied and happy that, you know, they had an excuse for staying behind. Onabi of Allah. فَإِن تَرْضَوْ عَنْهُمْ If you want to get happy with them, but you must understand, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَرْضَى عَنِ الْقَوْمِ الْفَاسِقِينَ Allah will not become happy ever upon a nation who are fasik, open sinners. And this is what? They stayed behind without any excuse because they didn't want to sacrifice for Allah's sake in Allah's cause. Allah, make us of those who will always repent to Allah, who will always remember Allah. Let's ask Allah to give us tawfiq, to give us tawfiq, to serve Allah's deen. Sadly, Quran speaks of those who lag behind on this occasion. But we can draw a lesson when there's time to do for Allah's deen. Be of those who will do and don't judge those who don't do. Don't try and imitate those who are getting off the hook. They don't want to do. Think of it this way. They're not getting tawfiq. And if Allah is giving you tawfiq, appreciate it. Allah, you are giving me the opportunity. Don't feel bad that you are striving and others are sitting at home and, you know, lagging behind. They are being deprived. Quran says, فَثَبَّطَهُمْ this is about Sahaba in the Battle of Tabuk. But we're just drawing a lesson. Quran says, O Nabi of Allah, some of these people, Allah makes them stay behind. Because if they come out, they'll just cause more problems and make more trouble and make more, more mischief. Respected listeners, let's analyze Sahaba radiallahu's life and let's learn something. When we're going to strive for Allah's deen, it's for our benefit. We need to strive for Allah. Allah is pure. Allah is perfect. Allah's, Allah is so perfect, so pure. Allah in the Quran says, O people of Iman, if you want to turn away and leave Allah's way, Allah's deen, serving Allah's deen, Allah will replace you. Allah will bring a nation who Allah loves them and they love Allah. And they will serve Allah's deen and they won't worry what people have to say about it. They won't fear. Look at our condition. We will not serve we will not do for deen because then we worry that we will be labeled allah says allah will bring people who won't worry what people have to say they only concern will be what my allah has to say let's analyze this there's a very very important lesson here that we need to take that we have to be serious we always worry what people have to say do we ever consider what our merciful kind loving compassionate allah has to say in regards to us. We can be labeled by the people. Is Allah accepting from us? On the day of Qiyamah, what banner will we carry of the mu'mineen and mukhlisin and sadiqeen under the banners, you know, in the, in the de delegations of Sahaba, anhum. Allah give us tawfiq through their barakat, Allah give us tawfiq to follow them. Or will we be carrying the banners of the disloyal, insincere, people of falsehood, Allah Ta'ala save us. Allah accept us through His mercy, kindness, compassion. May Allah accept us through His Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam.